Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What does living in the past with my sins and regrets do to me? I'm always condemned. And who brings them to us? Satan. And where does he bring them? Right here in the mind. We talked about all kinds of things. I wish I hadn't done fill in the blank. We all have that. Some of you, abortions. One lady came to me. She said, Pastor Mike, after all these years, I remember it, but it no longer affects me because I've been forgiven. Amen. Having salvation, knowing that your sins have been forgiven, is an awesome, freeing thing. Remembering the things we did in the past can be crippling, even paralyzing. Pastor Mark is teaching from the book of Philippians, where the Apostle Paul is reminding the believers in Philippi of what God did for them through Christ's atoning work. God wants us to move forward into the new life he's given us. But many times we find it hard or even impossible to do because of our memories of the events of the past. May God give us the grace to be able to put those things aside. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called Learning from Our Past But Living Life Forward. The key word is forward. Say it with me now. Forward. Turn to your neighbor and say forward. Forward. Take a look at this picture. And let me ask you something as you look at it. As you look out this huge windshield, what does the future down the road look like for you, for me? What does that road of life look like? Are you focusing on the future or are you dwelling in the past? Today, as you look at that, Paul is going to remind us that the windshield of life is huge. It's wide open, but the rear view mirror is small and narrow. When you see that picture, let's say your car breaks down and your neighbor's next door. and You say, hey, could you drop me off at work? And you've never driven with a person before. He says, sure, I got time. So you get in the front seat and he, he starts driving and he's driving in reverse looking at the rear view mirror. How long would it take for you to get out of the car? Thank you very much. I'm calling Uber. Thank you very much. Thank you, neighbor. Well, here's the issue. And I can't say for you what your answer is, but I want you to see this next picture. Am I trying to do life by focusing on the rear view mirror or what's wide open forward in front of me? Paul is going to challenge us to look forward 
in the big picture. And our future with God is excitement, it's hope. And as we do this, good things are going to be happening. Now, remember, Paul talked about that little rearview mirror. Let's turn in our Bibles, Philippians chapter 3. Go down to verse 13. Good to hear those pages turning. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. After Paul walked with God for many years, Paul basically says this. Spiritually, I haven't matured yet. He wasn't satisfied in his walk with God. He was doing very well, but he wanted to keep growing and progressing. So he gives us actually three steps. And it all comes from one thing. How many remember the little suitcases we had on stage? How many? And that helped us a lot. Those two little suitcases. Suitcase number one that we had up here represented this principle. Write it down this morning. Forgetting, letting go of my past. Paul says, I forget those things that are behind. Biblically, there's a different understanding of the word forgetting. You and I, I did a wedding yesterday and after I did the wedding and went home, I said to my wife, wow, their wedding night is going to be neat and special after all the parties and stuff. I said, honey, can you remember back our wedding night 50 years ago? Well, yes, we could. And so what Paul is saying here, the word forgetting is I don't remember. It just means this. To forget spiritually, no longer influenced by my successes and end my accomplishments. So that one little suitcase we had, we rolled it out here. And sometimes we just think about all the good things that we've done in the back. And the business went well. I graduated from God. I married somebody. It's just fantastic. Look how I'm progressing. Those aren't bad things. But when we focus on our past accomplishments... Here's what the danger is. Two, I get prideful. Look at me, baby. You see my title? Wow, this is fantastic. In a church, we can become very prideful. Wow. But we learned the second thing that happens is not just prideful, is when we look at our past, all the good stuff that's happened, we just stagnate. And we live in the, tell me, in the past. And you cannot go forward by living in the past. So we'll get stagnant and prideful. The second little suitcase we had was this. In that suitcase were past sins, failures, guilt, shame, regrets. We open that up and go, oh, what if only? What if only doesn't work? It's past. It's over with. So we forget those things because God has forgiven us. And we told you, leave both the suitcases here because you can't go forward by living in the past. What does living in the past with my sins and regrets do to me? I'm always condemned. And who brings them to us? Satan. And where does he bring them? Right here in the mind. We talked about all kinds of things. I wish I hadn't done fill in the blank. We all have that. Some of you, abortions. Oh, 
One lady came to me. She said, Pastor Mike, after all these years, I remember it, but it no longer affects me because I've been forgiven. Amen. See, that's freedom. That's freedom. So we leave that all behind. And Paul says, now we want to go forward. But look what he says. One thing I do, look at verse 13, right there in your Bible. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Here's the second step. We'll give you three. This is the second one. Straining forward into my future. In other words, growing spiritually. When you see that, straining is an interesting word. We'll explain that in a moment. But Paul refused to stand still in his walk with God. He knew it was a lifestyle of becoming more like Jesus. Thinking, being, and ministering. He knew there was more. He wanted to do all God had planned for him to do. We've talked about spiritual signs that show that we're healthy. Well, one day, Jesus gave us this amazing principle. Jesus says this. This is to believers. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. What does he mean by fruit? What does he mean by fruit? Well, here's what he means. When I'm a Christian... And as I'm moving along in my walk with God from a convert to a disciple, one that follows God, then these things are going to be evident. When you changed from an unbeliever to a believer, you repented. Some of you will take that step this morning. An unbeliever follows himself, does his own thing. Repentance means a turnaround. It means now I'm not a follower of me. I'm a follower of Jesus. And when that happens... There's evidence. There's fruit. If there's no evidence, then there's no fruit. And that means there's no root. You didn't really become a believer. So Jesus says, when this has happened in your life, you're going to see this. You're going to care about the loss. You're going to be a person that shares your faith with unbelievers. You're going to have a godly character, the fruit of the spirit. Kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, love, it starts with. Also, you're going to do some good things for God. You're going to be serving and working, and you're just thanking God because he changed your life. Then there's going to be generous giving. Now, that's about money, but it's not just money. It's giving of your time. And let me just share with this. When you become a Christian, you have to fight the old nature. You're going to be a giver rather than a taker. My old sin nature, me, me, me. God is a giver, and we're going to be givers of our time, our talents, and our money. And then last, what we just did, the fruit of our lips. I'm going to be a person that's going to be positive. I'm not tearing people down with my words. I'm trying to build them up. And praise is one where we thank God. In that parable, he says there's four kinds of fruit. No fruit, fruit, more fruit, much fruit. No to much. What is that? That's growth. That's growth. We don't stagnate. You see, some people say this. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't really need any fruit. I'm going to heaven. Well, where's the proof? Well, I asked God to forgive me of my sins. Well, are you becoming like him? No, I don't need to. I'm going to heaven. No fruit. No real conversion. 
That's a hard thing. But a lot of people think that I could just sit now. It's cool. I'm done. I'm finished. No, that's not true. Paul knew he wanted to see in his life healthy growth. He wanted to be more productive. He wanted to be more like Jesus. Now, here's this word straining. Straining equals stretching forward. Continued effort and hard work. All of you will know this. Paul says, if I'm going to grow, there's going to be some straining. There's going to be some stretching in my life. It's going to cause hard work. And I'll show you why in a moment. How many of you remember, maybe it's happened recently, you're sleeping and you're laying out in bed and all of a sudden you get a cramp. How many know exactly what I'm talking about? And you go, ah! And your wife says, you having a heart attack? What's happening over here? No, my leg is killing me. I can't stand it. Now, what do you have to do to get rid of that? That hurts worse than it did before. And then, please, honey, would you rub this harder? Rub it. I think, oh. And then you get up and say, now I got to go to the bathroom. And I can't walk hardly to get over to go to the bathroom. That stretching is sometimes painful. But as we stretch, oh, fantastic. By the way, you need to take more magnesium. That's just for me as a pharmacist. Okay, now. <laughs> so when Paul's talking about that, this is many years ago. Linda and I were in China, and I'm walking the Great Wall of China. Now, I look like I'm 95 and can't walk. (laughs) Don't make fun of me. Wait till you get over there. Look how far I've already come. Can you see all the way to the bottom? So that road is not like this. That road is like that. And I'm... (laughs) I can't get my breath to keep going. And it's forever. It was hard work. Can I show you this morning that there's times in life, spiritually, that's what it looks like. It's just hard work. But God's with us. We're not doing it alone. And Paul says, I'm stretching what way? Forward. Now, coming down off to the wall, hey, I just run downhill. But we're going Come on, forward. We're going forward. More growth, more fruit, more pleasing to God. Why do I have to stretch? Why do I have to work hard at it? Here's why. Copy it down. Every day, we contend as Christians with three powerful enemies. The world system, our own flesh, and the devil. You see, the world is really run, system is run by Satan. God's over it. In the end, he wins. But the world system has a way of affecting our minds. That system is hostile to God. It encourages people, just live for yourself. Our TV, our advertising, everything that walks, the papers that we read, all of this is really against God. We see this more and more and more and more. So here's what you need to write. We strain forward against living with the world's values. See, the world's values are very different than a Christian's values. And you'll see what that looks like in a moment. I want you to turn to Mark chapter 4, and then we'll be back. Mark chapter 4, Matthew, Mark. In your Bibles, you'll see where it is in a moment. Matthew, Mark. Go right there and just go Matthew, Mark. Boom. 
Mark 4. Mark is a great book. You didn't get that, but that's quite all right. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let me explain what's happening. In this passage, Jesus is teaching. And Jesus' teaching is kind of a picture of farming. He says, a man goes out and he plants seed. Well, the seed he's talking about is not corn seed. It's the word of God. And when he plants it, it depends on the soil, the result of the planting. Is it good? Is it great? Is it useless? So here's what Jesus uses when he comes with the analogy. This is a whole teaching in itself, like three or four weeks, but I'll give it to you really quick. You that are listening to me this morning, all of our campus, via Sebastian Online, you're the soil. I'm planting the word of God. By the way, this is the seed. This is alive. There's never anything wrong with the seed. It's the soil that determines the growth. So when he plants it, three out of the four, and I'm going to read you the third one, uh, there's not much happening in growth. The last one, it multiplies a hundred times because the person, listen, you, listens to the word that I'm teaching this morning and you get it. You not only get it, you start walking it out. You leave this morning, not living in the past, but you're going which way? Forward. Into what? More growth. To be more like Jesus. Now the people that don't get it, there's nothing happening. Watch what takes place in this third one. And you see it right there in Mark. Go down to verse 18. Mark 4, verse 18. Still others, like seed, the Bible, sown among thorns, they hear the word. They hear the word. This is very important. This means that it's in a church. Or they're listening to a Bible study. It is not an unbeliever. This is a believer who's doing exactly what you're doing this morning at all of our campuses, you're hearing the word that I'm teaching. Then watch what happens. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in after you've heard the word and choke the word, making it what? Say it with me. Un fruitful. Living with the world's values, being tied up with the desire for things rather than God, the deceitfulness of wealth, pursuing that, and all the crazy worries with God out of the picture make us unfruitful. Now, that's not the goal. The goal is for you to be listening to the word and then going, okay, Pastor Mark, I get it. And we walk out of here going, okay, God, I'm going forward. I'm not going to live in the past anymore. I'm going forward. I'm going to grow in my walk. I'm not satisfied just sitting here till I get to heaven. Now, Paul writes, and I love this illustration because it's a verse that's so pregnant with application. Here it is. And it's the Phillips translations of Romans 12. Watch what Paul says. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, its own way of thinking. And I'll show you what that is in a moment. But let God remold your what? Where is the battle? It's always what we think. What we think we become. Don't let 
But let God remold your minds from within so that you may prove and practice that the plan of God for you is good. And it meets all the demands and moves toward the goal of what? True maturity. More fruit, much fruit. I'm more like God than I've ever been. Oh, I'm not God. I'll never be that perfect. But I'm moving forward to be more like Jesus. Now, what is that thinking? I'm going to give you four Ps. This is the world's thinking. The world's goal to squeeze us under thinking only about power. Me, power. Possessions. Stuff's going to satisfy. Position. Look at my title, baby. I'm working for the prez. I'm not interested in the vice president at this place of work. I'm going for the prez. The worries of wealth, the deceitfulness, and pleasure. Pastor Mark, I'm really growing in my walk with God. I get here about it every seven or eight weeks. Well, really, I have a boat now, and we go out every weekend. That's our only time to go out. But I do come every few months. Now, if that happens to fit you, you didn't, I don't know your name. God didn't tell me. But he's asking you to repent this morning. Because you've been squeezed into what? The world's way of thinking. You don't need church. You don't need the Bible. And I'm pursuing pleasure. If I pursue those things, there is no spiritual growth. Now, nothing wrong with those things. Most of us just got back from a vacation. Can I hear an amen? Only four of you went on vacation? Come on, during these last few months? Of course you did. And we had fun and we enjoyed that. And that's a good thing. But we have to be careful that that doesn't become the normal thing all the time in our lives. Enemy number two is our flesh. Your worst enemy is you. I have more trouble with me than anybody else. So do you. Well, you don't want to admit it because you're prideful. We struggle. When we got saved, our spirit, the real me, was made perfect by God. All sins are gone. The real me is free spiritually. But I'm left with my old sin nature. Here's the way that works. When you accept Christ, and maybe you'll do that this morning. Last week in our services, we had almost 40 people get saved. Fantastic. Good stuff. Now, you walk to a prayer room, and somebody prays with you, and your spirit gets totally saved. All the past is forgiven. Nothing better than that. And you walk out, and you say to the first person, Look, I was 40 pounds overweight when I went back. I thought all things became new. I'm the same weight I was when I walked out. And a lady says, my face is filled with wrinkles. And I know my spirit's been changed, but how come my wrinkles are still here? Well, you didn't put enough makeup on this. No, here's what happens. You know, the stuff that you buy every two weeks, you buy a new thing. Well, no, we're left with our old flesh. Pastor Mark taught today about the biblical concept of straining. We found that doing this act requires strenuous effort on our part. Let's be honest for a moment. Generally speaking, we don't like expending lots of effort. This is something God knows about us, and it's something He wants to see changed in our lives so that we can do the work of His kingdom. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching from the book of Philippians, teaching us how to learn from our past while learning to live our lives forward. We'll be reminded that God wants our spiritual lives to be vibrant and exciting, not stagnant. We will learn what it is as Christ followers we have to do to keep moving forward in our walk with God. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Learning from Our Past, But Living Life Forward. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.